Welcome to the Sobriety Elevated Podcast with your hosts, Kevin and Jim. We are dedicated to strengthening your recovery and elevating your sobriety. Thank you for listening. It is showtime. You ready for this? Ready as I'll ever it's, be. It's his birthday show. Happy birthday to you, oh Kevin, happy birthday to you, everybody, it's Kevin's third sobriety birthday, so happy birthday, dear Kevin, three years sober, happy birthday, Mr. Kevin, Kevin, it's your birthday, hi Rachel, it is my birthday, I know, how does it? How does it feel? So we got Rachel and Kevin, and this is a special birthday edition of Sobriety Elevated. It is Kevin's third sobriety birthday. It is my third birthday, April 1st, and uh, a lot of people laugh, but it is not an April Fool's joke. No, this is it. So Rachel, how does it feel to have a three-year-old husband? (laughs) <laughs> a toddler? Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know. It feels really good. It's a day to celebrate. What is the greatest gift that Kevin has given the world being three years sober from your perspective? I would just say how- Or your family. I mean, or just your how much he too. serves. Well, in his recovery, I would say I haven't seen anyone work as hard as he does with that. Just really going and helping people at their darkest moments. And I mean, he does it day in and day out. And honestly, this week has been like extra hard and long and (laughs) it's been good. It's definitely a process, but it's, it's been awesome to watch him do that. And then, you know, he's staying true to his word and just seeing all the actions he's doing. And for our listeners this week, Kevin was actually supporting somebody who is now in detox as they prepare to go to sobriety. So one of the greatest gifts that Kevin gives people is the ability to get sober and to go to a center and deepen their sobriety. So happy birthday, Kevin. How does it feel to be three years sober? Honestly, it's almost surreal and it's crazy. I know there's a lot of people out there with a lot more time and, and most of us always say this. I never probably would have dreamed early on that I would make it three years sober. I kind of tell the story of one of the first meetings I went to. A guy got his two-year sobriety coin, and I thought, oh, my God, that'll never happen for me. And now here I am, three years, and my life is so much better. Life has changed so much. I'm, I'm like a different person. I, I I think that the biggest difference is, is you know, I do what I say, the selfishness and self-centeredness, I mean, it's still there and I still, sometimes it pops in, but it's just totally different than it used to be. It's it's a lot easier to put others first and to serve others and to help others now that I'm you know, sober and, and in recovery and actively working a recovery program. What you demonstrate with people is literally sacred selfishness. You are using your sobriety And you're using the pain of your addiction so that people, number one, can see the commonality and can see how it is to be an addict such that you can give them hope as they choose the path of recovery. 
Yeah, that that's really my goal in life now is to to give people hope. And a lot of times people think I'm crazy because I'm so open and so transparent about my my journey early on, my struggles, what I did in the past. And I think it's important that that vulnerability and that openness it's not for everybody and i get that and i don't judge anybody that keeps their you know sobriety kind of more to themselves that's that's you know definitely a decision that each person has to make individually but for me you know i've heard it said you know i i was allowed i was i was using and stuff loudly so i'm going to recover loudly as well and so i've just chosen to really put it out there and so whatever that looks like for me every single day i try to carry the message to other people and like Rachel said, this week's been challenging. You know, I've I've got a lot of people early on in, in sobriety. I have some people that we picked up that were really in a dark spot. And I'm just thankful that I'm able to give back in the same way that other people uh, did for me early on. So many people were there for me early on. And it's three years and it's a big celebration, but it still is one day at a time. And I just, I'm extremely thankful. Like if you would ask me like how I feel today, on three years, you know, sober, I would just say I'm grateful because my level of gratitude right now is so high. And you get to go out and you get to share a message at the recovery center in Utah that you went to. With COVID over now that we're able to go back and visit and I'm going to visit with Adam, who's been on, you know, a show here who yeah. I met in rehab. I'm excited. It's it's exciting to see the place, you know, where you, you got sober and all that, but also to give back and and just to catch up with some of the people, too, that were so instrumental in my life early on in recovery. And it, it's amazing. It really is amazing to to see life change so much. Like, you know, this this past week, I led a Celebrate Recovery meeting. I, I led a, a group at our church as well. I did basically an intervention with someone, brought them into the recovery center. I've been on the phone, God only knows how many times, and spent hours in meetings and different things. But I honestly wouldn't trade any of that. That's better than any other level of success that I could have in life, whether it's businesses, getting to give back and help help people. And it's the key to all of this. It's the key to my success. And what's been great, too, is, is watching Rachel and I's relationship continue to be restored and developed. And the fact is, is now she has people coming to her all of the time. You know, this is three years sober for me. But it's also a big day, really, for Rachel, too, because she's been along for the ride, uh, the the before sobriety. You know, we call it BS, before sobriety, the years before sobriety that we're messing. Now she gets to kind of enjoy some of these good times because there was a lot of not so good times in the past as well. One of the things I know about Rachel is Rachel is a pillar for your success, now, Rachel, when I say that you're a pillar for Kevin's success, do you get that? Because you also started leading some of the Celebrate Recovery meetings, correct? Yes. And you're yeah. stepping into your power also, correct? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's been harder for me to step out of my shell a little bit. I have recovery to thank for that because I probably would have never gone up in front of a bunch of people and talked a whole lot, been able to do that. and lead, you know, other women that are struggling, you know, with codependency and or loved ones with addiction. Joining Celebrate Recovery has really opened me up to a lot of different things that I probably would have never done had I not gone through what I'd gone through. You know, I'm more naturally a shy person, but um, I've been able to 
get up and talk in front of people more and help other women go through issues with codependency or, you know, loving addicts and leading them through some of those more difficult times and through those challenging times that I faced also. And people are actually looking to you for support as someone who has been there and has stayed by the side of an addict in recovery, correct? You don't want to give advice too much. I mean, if they ask, you do. You know, everybody's story is different and not not everything goes the same way for everyone. Not every marriage works out from all of that and not every, you know, different different things happen. But just encouraging people to find their own recovery, find their own path with it, whether they stay in their marriage or not, whether it works out and their their loved one turns around and, and makes a recovery or whether they don't and what you can do from there. It's been really cool to help women through that. That's beautiful because there are a lot of people who are supporting people in recovery that your word is very, it's important. Yeah. And I'll just say, I've really learned to, to understand, I guess, and appreciate more the people, the loved ones of the addicts. We get coins, we get medals, we get cakes and all that as people that are in recovery and, and people that are sober. And I think that a lot of times the people that really stuck with us or the people that have been through the ringer because of us don't get enough credit. And what's been really, really fun to watch over these last three years and specifically probably the last six or eight months is watching Rachel realize how many people out there need just as much help that are loving an addict or it's, it's a nightmare. Their life is awful, just like it is to be an addict and, and sometimes worse. It's, it's crazy. And to see her be able to help so many people and really us together, there's people that, you know, that I'm able to help and then she's able to help their loved ones as well. And we've, it's become a lifestyle for us. And I guess, you know, we look at three years ago today, three years ago yesterday, I was a, a crazy maniac who was drinking and partying pretty hard and I didn't care about anybody but myself. And now we look at today and, and our, our days this week were filled with helping others and we do it together and it's been really fun to watch. And now our marriage is stronger than ever. You know, people say rebuilding our marriage. And I really think that our marriage right now is, has grown beyond what it was ever. And so I'm thankful for that. And I, I think we talk about how like the past, it really helps us and bridges us for the future. And I think my past and our past, our marriage and all the hurt and all the brokenness and things like that, it's really brought us to where we are today, to where you know, these three years have not been easy. There's been a lot of challenging things we've had to walk through together. Life is so much better being sober. And I'm seeing my life slowly, sometimes quickly, actually, seeing things come together. People that are in certain programs that hear the way I talk and the words I say are probably laughing because I'm like quoting books and things. But sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly, it has, it has been materializing and, and my life is getting better and better. Little by little, you two have become an incredible power couple. You two together are making a profound difference for the face of recovery today. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Jim. And the big question, and I, I want to just, I, you know, this, this podcast, three years, awesome. And I think that the best thing and the best question to answer is, you know, how have I done it? In recovery meetings, when you pick up a three-year coin, a lot of times they're like, how'd you do it? How'd you do it? So I'll just share here on the podcast how I did it. And a lot of people know my story and maybe you don't, but 
you know, I was a, uh, I was a triple winner where I was addicted to drugs. I was an alcoholic and I was also a compulsive gambler. So, um, the way that I did it is I changed everything in my life and it started with rehab for me. And then it went, I went the 12 step route, which I think is a highly successful way to do it. If people actually work that and I made commitments to do things and I stuck by them. So if I said I was going to go to so many meetings, 90 meetings in 90 days or whatever it is, I did what I said I was going to do. And I didn't expect crazy changes to happen in my life overnight. What I did is I did the next right thing every single day. And I worked the 12 steps, which I think are extremely important. And I, I really surrendered my life you know, to, to my higher power. And I realized, and, and that freaks people out, but it's really not that complicated. But I just did everything that people told me I needed to do to stay sober. And, you know, we talk about where I went to treatment and whenever you leave there, you have a thing called a continuing care plan. And the fact is, is if I pulled it out right now and I read it, I did every single thing on that continuing care plan. Rachel and I did a family contract that she put together of things and boundaries that I had to meet and things that I had to do in order to, uh, to continue in the marriage. And I did every single one of those things. So we don't have to complicate it. We do what we say we're going to do and, and we do the right, the next right thing and things, things can work out. And I want other people to get it and I want people to know that there's hope and there's a solution. I just tell people, reach out to someone that you know is sober, somebody that's, that's working a program and it can help. When things get hard, I pick up the phone and I call somebody. Every single day I'm reading literature, I'm doing work on this thing, I'm, I'm staying active. It's not something you can be passive about something that I have to work on every single day. And I have people surrounded me. I, I've changed the people, places, and things in my life. And the people around me, you know, majority of them now are in recovery. It's funny how when you start uh, really living this lifestyle, people either join you or they kind of seem to separate out of your life. And uh, I'm thankful for a wife like Rachel, a family like I have, for her family, my family, my friends, my business partner who's also in recovery, all of the different people in my life who are in recovery that are just like, I'm surrounded by good people, and that's probably one of the biggest keys to my success as well. Understand that you can do this. One of the things that I know, Kevin has deep commitment and deep drive. And if you think that this is tough, I want to say the recovery path is challenging, but it's also worth it. And if you stick to your plan, and if you literally do your recovery, it is incredible what unfolds. And you too can be sitting at your third birthday with somebody singing, happy birthday in the weirdest way to Kevin. And I know we laugh, but it's been a lot of hard work. And today you get to celebrate. And it is one day at a time. And sometimes if you're out there, it's one moment at a time. It's one breath at a time. Kevin has drive. Yeah, and it is hard, but it's it's not harder than uh, the life I lived before. You know, we call it the well, easier, softer way. And I will say that this way is so much easier, softer, and better. Over time, too, it, it does get easier is maybe not the right word, but better. You know, if I can do it, anybody can do it. And I've seen other people out there that are doing it that would seem hopeless and people would say they could never do it. And there's people with longer sobriety than me that nobody would have ever dreamed or guessed that they could do it. So I just, I, 
everybody out there, you can do it. And your loved one who you think's hopeless, there's still hope there. And and I'm thankful for that. And you know, we do recover. I was at the hospital with this friend and who was struggling really hard and I was talking to some of the nurses and the doctor and you know, they were nice and it wasn't bad or anything, but they they just don't they don't get it. You know, a lot of them don't get it and they don't understand. And one of the things I have to say is choose your heart because to be an addict is hard. It's hard to figure out how you're going to get the money. It's hard to keep the lies going. It's hard to keep the deception going. Now, recovery is hard too. It's hard to stay sober. It's hard to choose a path of recovery. But if you have to choose the path of two hearts, choose the path of recovery because at the end, you will find far more joy. I mean, I just look at Kevin. He has a rebuilt marriage. His business is successful. His marriage is successful. He's got an incredible daughter that loves both her mommy and her daddy. And she loves, she's just growing up in the space of love. And one of the things that recovery gives you, it gives you being in a space of love and just dealing with those thoughts. And once you make your amends, once you do all that, it's just a matter of moving forward. Really, just the past several days, I've just felt an overwhelming feeling of gratefulness, just incredible thankfulness, gratefulness, like to the point of like (laughs) sobbing at times of where I, I was three years ago and the hell I was living that's just where I'm at today. I, I'm I'm grateful, very grateful. And it could have turned out a totally different way. And, and I still would be okay today. I know I would be, but it could have turned out a different way. And I'm just very grateful that my family is together and that Kevin's sober and I'm very proud of him and I'm very proud of it. all the work that he's put in and of myself and all the work I've put in, in, in uh, healing myself and being part of the reconciliation of our marriage. And you're making a difference in the world because you did the hard work to stand by your human. You are now have the ability to make a profound difference for other people out there that are standing by their spouse. So for that, I really want to say thank you. Also with marriage, I mean, you know, choose your heart. <laughs> Sometimes I don't know. Sometimes the grass is greener. You know, it, it just, if you, I, I, I don't know really how to say this because I, like I said before, every situation is different. For some reason in this, in my circumstance, I just felt this little tiny bit of hope, this little tiny mustard seed of faith. And I actually have a necklace that my sister-in-law got me um, after, after Kevin became sober. And it has a it's a gold necklace. I'm actually wearing it now and it has uh, mountains on it and it has a tiny little mustard seed in them in, in the like right under the mountains. And that's to symbolize the mustard seed of faith that I had that he could recover and that and that maybe everything could be OK. I just I clung to that while he was gone and I did my own stuff. But I but I had that little bit of hope. And I just think that there is hope in in every case, regardless of how far you think you've gone or how far your marriage has gone. 
And I want to say one thing about the grass being greener. The grass is greener where you water it. And let me tell you, you have brought the waters of love into your marriage in spite of his addiction. So I really, my hats off and my respect go to you for standing by your human. Because I promise you, your daughter can now love both mom and dad in a way that never would have happened if it went a little different. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, to to just wrap up on my three years, three year birthday, which is still crazy to say out loud. I just want to want to say thank you to everybody who listens to this. You know, this podcast is a big part of helping me stay sober. And also anybody that's listening to this that has helped me or been there for me, thank you. And I hope and my wish, my birthday wish, if you will, is that more people can get this and more people can find sobriety and find recovery and find the easier, softer way of life. And um, I just love all you guys, Jim. I love you. And Rachel, obviously, I love you. And I'm thankful for you guys. And I'm thankful for uh, I'm thankful for recovery. Happy birthday, Kevin. You've earned this one. And for all the listeners, thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Sobriety Elevated podcast. Please like us, rate us, share us with your friends and family. By doing that, you make the difference. The more people that listen to this, the more we impact the recovery around the world. Thank you and create an incredible day.